So you want to get into backpacking. It's one of the biggest investments you're going to make is the backpack. Maybe you just want to upgrade. But how do you find the right size backpack? And how important is it? Well, here to answer that question is our friend Tayson Whitaker, CEO of Outdoor Vitals. Tayson, welcome back to Papa Bear Hikes. Yeah, no, glad to be here. This is a, a great topic as well to cover. It's it's one that um, a lot of I see a lot of people get wrong, but can totally make and break an experience or comfort on the trail. So should be a good one. And as I said, unless you want that mass produced pack, you have to go online and do your shopping because there are a lot that now. Okay, maybe I'm just giving my opinion here, but our higher end, our better quality packs, and our packs that are made here or or are benefiting our local communities. People like yourself, the common way to shop now is online. So, Tayson, how do we go about buying it? You know, we don't just go on here and click the button and say, I like that color, that model of pack. How do we do this? Um, I would say the the better way to start this is, is what not to do, right? The what not to do is don't assume that because you're tall, you need a tall backpack. You know, don't assume because you know, you're quote unquote shorter that you need a short backpack. Um, and that's, that's the number one thing that, that we see is, so I'm six, I'm six, two, you know, nearly six, three. And the assumption would be, I need a tall backpack. Um, and I assumed that I've, I mean, years ago, I purchased a backpack that was a tall because I just made that assumption myself. Right. And I got that backpack and it was incredibly uncomfortable. And there was, there was nothing I could do to make it comfortable because of where the shoulder straps were sewn into the bag. The the bag, the backpack wasn't actually uncomfortable, but because of the sizing issue, it was a terribly uncomfortable bag for me. Um, and so what, what you need to do is, is be able to measure yourself and figure out your own torso size, which sounds a little daunting, but it's it's actually not too bad. And there's a couple ways to do that. Um, the absolute easiest way to do it is actually to use a sizing chart much like we have on our website that actually takes your total height and then your pant inseam. And then we make an assumption based off of a lot of information we have of what torso size you would need. So for instance, if I was, we had a, we had an employee who was taller than me. He was like six, four and, but his inseam length was like a 36, meaning he had really long legs. And so be, by knowing those two measurements, we were able to, you know, pinpoint that he actually needed a medium sized pack. And sure enough, when we measured him, he was a medium sized pack, right? So that's kind of like a quick, easy tool to use. Um, but typically what you're going to want to do is actually measure uh, your torso. Now, measuring your torso is going to be measuring from the top of your hips, which is kind of those, those bony pieces sticking out of your side, um, up to the iliatic crest, which is a, a vertebrae that kind of sticks out on the back of your neck. And what you do is you would need someone to help you with this, but you would put your thumbs on the top of your hips, point your fingertips together behind your back um, so that your fingertips are basically touching behind your back. Um, and then you're going to keep your hands level, right? So that they're, they're basically showcasing where on your back, your hips hit. And then you're going to measure from your fingertips to your iliatic crest on the back of your neck. Once you get that measurement, you should be able to figure out whatever backpack size you need as most packs out there are going to say, what is your torso size in inches? And you can easily just pick and choose what size is going to fit you. Um, 
for me, again, coming back to it. So even on our backpacks, I'm a regular torso at six, two, six, three, I'm a regular size torso. And I'm actually on the lower end of a regular size torso. So again, you just can't make assumptions about what size pack you need. Um, because you're, you're, you're likely going to get that wrong without, you know, a little bit of further investigation. And I'm, and I'm glad you pointed that out. You know, I'm, I'm only five, four, but there's a chance our torsos torsos could be very close in size. Despite the size difference. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. We see, we see it a ton. I mean, it's, it's very interesting once you start to design apparel and backpacks, you start to just look at people a little bit differently to look at proportions and there's, <laughs> it's, it blows me away how many different proportions of people in different sizes, you know, there's a lot of people in the same height category that, that just their, their measurements are just so different. Right. And so I think you really do, it's worth taking the time to get that measurement. Like I say, there's some quick, there's some quick tools out there. Um, so for instance, if you were on our website, you'd be able to just quickly, if you know your inseam length and you know your height, that's going to give you a very close proximity. Um, but if you want to be exact, then then measure. And Tayson, having the right size, because you know, growing up in the 70s and going into the 80s, I said there wasn't a lot of science into it, right? Mm-hmm. Put this pack on this kid. Yeah, it's enough. He can handle that. It's big enough. The rule of thumb back then, I think, was don't carry more than one third of your body weight, <laughs> That's been out the window now, right? <laughs> I remember hearing that a few years ago as a scout. Like so I'm a 60... that... <laughs> Yeah. I'm looking at this 50 pound kid and I'm thinking, somebody's telling this to me when I'm in scouts and I'm, th- I'm thinking, I'm looking at this 50 pound kid and saying, yeah, one third of his weight, he's going to carry for, for two and a half hours up a hill. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe if we each yeah. grab one of his arms and carrying him up, That's but insane. a lot has changed and as mm-hmm. he's torso size now has gone into this, right? We're, we're now, we're buying packs based on our torso size. Are you able to talk to us a little bit about that benefit of having the right size pack as opposed to just grabbing one and throwing it on? Yeah, absolutely. So there's a couple of things to consider with this too, right? Is if you go to a big box store, um, a lot of the mass produced packs are going to be adjustable. And a lot of people think, oh, that's great. It's adjustable. But the, but you absolutely give away things when you get an adjustable pack, especially like a highly adjustable pack, right? You're giving away comfort because now you've got extra materials overlapping. Um, you're giving away just fit. You're giving away weight, right? Because now you have more materials, more adjustments. And so um, there's some negatives with with having a really adjustable pack versus having a pack that just fits you. There's also some interesting points that um, I think the assumption would be that it's equally less comfortable to get the wrong size of pack, but that's also a false too. If you buy a pack that is too large in torso size, um, there's virtually nothing you can do to make that pack more comfortable uh, versus if you buy a, a pack that's shorter and still has load lifters, um, you can salvage it a little bit more. So so there's a few rules of thumb there. Again, it's just like, it's, it's going to be better for you to have the correct size but if you were to air, air on a size smaller, um, because again, if, if those shoulder straps are sewn in, um, higher than your shoulders should be, there's just not a lot you can do to, to take that gap that, that should be a nice, solid, comfortable connection around the entire shoulder. Um, now you have this big gap that's arch arching up. And so it creates a lot of fatigue, a lot of discomfort. And then that's also why you see a lot of people wearing their backpacks wrong 
which is they'll sag the hip belts all the way down to where their belt line is. And I see that all the time too. Um, a lot of people will wear their backpacks so low and so baggy that, that they're buckling their waist belt on their, the button of their pants, if that makes sense. When in reality, the waist belt should be hugging the top of your hip. So again, back going back to that measurement thing, that bony hip bone that sticks out of your side, the, the, the padding on a hip belt should be going, should be dead centered on the top of that. So it's above and below your hip. And typically that means that you're buckling your strap around your belly button, right around your navel. So getting the wrong size of pack will also cause you to wear your pack a little bit wrong, which then creates more fatigue. Um, for us, we're really, really big believers in having frames and utilizing the frames to take weight off of shoulders, right? So you're not putting all of this weight on your shoulders. And I know there's, there's guys that, that are frameless now, and there's, you know, and then there's the traditional guys like back in the seventies that have these huge frames and there's all these different, different aspects. But for us, um, frames are critical because they, they really just take that fatigue off you. And even when you are an ultralight guy, right. I would consider myself an ultralight backpacker. Um, that typically means that I'm coming in at between 10 and 11 pounds for me. And that's, and that's kind of difficult too, because, you know, as a, as a tall guy, like I'm buying the long wide pad, I'm buying the long wide sleeping bag, I'm buying a tall jacket. And so all these things start to stack up and I'm typically backpacking in areas where I need closer to three season type apparel. Right. Um, but so let's say I'm coming in at 10 pounds, even on a base weight. Um, it's very easy to have water carries where you need, you know, three, four liters. And, you know, I was just out on the Colorado trail and typically there's water everywhere in the high country. Well, there's a 16 mile dry section. So you've got to pack 16 miles worth of water. Um, we started out, we did a hundred mile section in five days. So I've got five days worth of food. And so day one, even with a base weight of, of, um, you know, about 11 pounds, my pack was getting closer to 30 pounds than 20. And so to me, that's where those frames are going to come in handy. And so utilizing a properly fitted pack and then having things like load lifters and adjustments like that and putting the pack on correctly allows you to create so much less fatigue throughout the day, uh, which then means that you're just more comfortable. If you're more comfortable out there, you're more confident. You're going to go more often, just have a better time. So all these little pieces play into just the overall experience and let's face it, backpacking for the most part is an activity of, of moving in your backpack. Um, and you're using it many hours in the day. And so you really need that to be, you know, as comfortable as a pair of shoes. You'd never wear a pair of shoes that were fitted wrong, but a lot of people take backpacks that were fitted wrong. Yeah. And I've seen it and, you know, you bring, you bring up, people have a tendency to err on the side of getting a bag that's too large. And sometimes they may be looking at it and saying, well, you know, well, I pick up a few extra cubic inches, how much, you know, maybe a handful <laughs> or whatever, right? Uh, yeah. You're better off being more comfortable, right? If you have to pack one less t-shirt, because let's face it, maybe that's all it equates to, you'll be, you'll, you'll, you'll be thankful. You'll, you know, you'll, you'll be uh, more comfortable getting the right fitting pack. Also, I want to touch on the frameless versus frame. Yeah, I've reached a point where, I'm going into areas now where bear canisters are required and I'm kind of mm -hmm. like now starting to bridge that gap between am I, am I pushing the limits on my frameless pack uh -huh. and, you know, uh -huh. bringing the bear canister when I'm putting in five or six days worth of food, I'm probably overloading that. And I think I felt that on this last trip, actually. Um, 
So yeah, I mean, I think that's something that needs to be taken into account as well. Hey, if frameless pack sounds sexy, right? I'm an ultra lighter guy, but maybe you should be thinking about, am I going to be going somewhere where I got to pack an extra two plus pounds just for the container to carry my food? And what's the most water you might have to carry at any given time? You might get away with a liter, but there's going to be times, as we both know, you might be carrying four plus liters on your hike. We'll be back after a quick break. You ever think about what might be in the water you're drinking every time you fill up your water bottles while you're in the outdoors? I try not to, and I really don't because I use Sawyer water filters. Sawyer filter technology, because of their high standards, every filter is individually tested three times through the process. I've been using their permethrin product for years now to protect me from, well, quite frankly, ticks and the picaridin to keep the flies at bay. Don't let bad water, insects, or a tick bite cut your trip short or even ruin it. Use Sawyer products. Go to your local outdoor retailer and ask for Sawyer products, whether it's a water filter, insect repellent, they're likely to have it. You can also go to Sawyer's website and read more about these incredible high quality products that they offer those of us who enjoy the outdoors. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's it's easier than you think. And I've talked to people too that are like, well, I won't hike anything where I have to do a big water carry. And it's like, well, then you're just limiting, you know what I mean? Like, is the gear empowering you or is it limiting you? Right. <laughs> and, and so a good argument I would say for this is we just released a pack on pre-sale. It'll be shipping next month called the CS 40. And the frame in that is a highly tuned, highly comfortable, you know, very supple, but, but still has plenty of rigidity carbon fiber frame. And that carbon fiber frame, if you were to take it out of the pack, weighs two ounces, two ounces. So you're talking about, you know, a couple sips of water is what the the cost of adding a frame into a pack is. But on the flip side, it can offer so much in terms of comfort, so much in terms of of load lifting and, and transferring weight to your hips instead of being on your shoulders all day. And so for us, it's just really a, a no brainer. Um, especially too, with that carbon fiber, it's, it's so mobile that you have, you know, fantastic twisting, um, capabilities and, and just being able to, to not feel like you have a rigid, um, you know, frame on your back. And so there's really just not a great reason in my mind to go frameless. We do have a frameless pack that is coming, but it's a running pack. It's a fast pack. And so if you are doing, you know, one to two night adventures and you're covering big miles and you're, you're really just pushing the limits in that way. That's where I personally, again, this is kind of philosophy of taste in here. Um, that's where we switch and be like, okay, frameless pack makes sense when you're talking about a fast pack and, and some of those types of, of items. But in the case of a fast pack, you're talking about a 30 liter pack, not a 40 to 50 to 60 liter pack. Taysen, let me ask you this for people that already have their packs. We see this, especially with newbies. I'm just not comfortable. I'm getting, I'm sore here or there. What are the type of fatigue issues or any fatigue issues in specific? Maybe that's what I need to ask that are an indication to us that we're, our pack isn't fit properly. And maybe we need to buy a new pack or return the one that we purchased. Yeah, I would say first and foremost, if you're developing sores, like, like excessive rubbing, um, you know, chafing, those kinds of things anywhere on your pack, uh, that's a good sign of an issue. If, um, you're having to overly tighten a certain adjustment on your pack to the point you can kind of tell it's taking away from how it should have been utilized. So like if your sternum strap is like all the way tight or something like that, that's a good indicator that something's not quite adjusted, right? 
Um, and then obviously if, if, if you have the pack and the right place on your hips and someone was to look at you sideways, and if your shoulder strap is not at least parallel, if it was angled up at all, that's an indicator that your torso size is, is wrong on the pack. You really want that to be looping a little bit below your shoulder, the back of your shoulder. So you get this nice solid contact all the way from the front across the top and slightly down the back of your shoulder. Um, so those are all indicators. Obviously at the end of the day, if you've got fatigue or, or anything that you can really feel, that's another thing. Um, but I would say with that, even before you, you blame the backpack, fitting the pack, right. Um, or excuse me, adjusting the pack, right. Is really critical. And I, I kind of look at it in stages where it's kind of like a one, two, three, and then last is this four adjustment points. And depending on your pack, it may not have these, but where what you should actually be doing is fitting the hip belt where it needs to be and tightening its adjustment first, then adjust your shoulder straps so that they're snug around your shoulders. And then you would adjust your load lifters. So you're going from bottom to top, right? Hips, mm -hmm. then shoulders, then load lifters, which are those straps above your shoulders connecting into the frame. And then very last, you would, you would tighten and firm up your sternum strap. People often tighten up their sternum strap as a basically a weight bearing strap and a sternum strap really isn't meant to be a weight bearing strap. It's meant to hold the straps from just move migrating outwardly or, or out of your, you know, away from the center of your chest, I guess, and have them migrate too far out. It's, it's really not meant to hold weight. It's meant to just hold the straps where they're supposed to be. And so that will be the last thing that you would buckle. That'd be number four that you'd buckle and then firm up to hold things in place. What I see most people do though is they'll, they'll put their backpack on, they'll tighten their shoulder straps and then they might do their hip belt and then they might play around with other things. Or maybe throughout the course of the day, they keep pulling on their load lifters a little tighter, a little tighter, a little tighter. And by the end, their load lifters are just, have just shrunk things up to now where they've, they've, they've collapsed their shoulder straps kind of behind their shoulders, um, just kind of bunched up the fabric. So to me, if you follow those steps of, of actually waist belt first, then shoulder straps, then load lifters, then last is sternum strap, you're likely just going to get the pack you currently have to fit better anyways. And another common thing that I'd like to talk about just briefly, and we get on to something else, taking the pack off. Don't just unbuckle everything, right? To mm. loosen, the, loosen everything up. So you're readjusting every time you put it on to make sure everything's fine. But I mean, it's a habit I have, at least something that, that has worked for me is that I loosen the buckles up first before I unsnap everything. But, you know, every day when I get put it back on, making sure everything's adjusted properly. Uh, and you're right. I mean, sometimes just the adjustments can make a big difference. You know, I've talked to people that have hiked in a group with me, or they're just not using the low lifters properly, or they don't mm -hmm. have the, the waist belt sitting properly. What a difference that makes, right? It, instead of transferring that load to your hips, you're just, everything's laying on your back. Um, that can make a difference. Jason, you mentioned you guys have a new pack. So before we finish up here, how about you tell us just a little bit more about that? Yeah. So we've had a pack called the shadow light for years. It's been a phenomenal pack for us and we wanted to take and build off of kind of the DNA of that pack and just build the next level of, you know, a little bit lighter weight, a little more streamlined and a little more focused on say long trails um, and so that's, that's where the, the CS 40 ultra backpack was, was born. So this is a pack that, um, is usually utilizing ultra weave fabric from challenge. Uh, it's an extremely durable fabric. Um, basically 
I mean, it's just more, it, it just beats out Dyneema in, in almost every single way, um, abrasion resistance, et cetera. And it's, it's about as strong as a duffel bag. Like if you were to think of a 500 denier Cordura duffel bag, you know, it, it beats it in, in, uh, abrasion resistance and some of these. So it's a phenomenal fabric, but really at the core of our backpacks is the frame. And so we've got a 24 inch frame in this, it's a carbon fiber frame. And that is, I would say the bigger story with the pack. It's, it's amazing how comfortable it is. Initially, we started to play around with carbon fiber just to um, lighten the pack, right? To cut a couple ounces out of the frame. Um, but after developing it, we can tune the carbon fiber to be the right amount of give and strength and, tor and twist and torsion, all these kinds of things that we can play around with the carbon fiber. And so by tuning that pack in, um, what you get is just a, it's, it's a very supple frame. But the way carbon fiber works, if you think about a fishing pole is like you start to bend a fishing pole, well, it gets stiffer and stiffer the more you bend it. And that's a lot how this frame feels. And so it's got this, this nice give that, that makes it very comfortable on the body, but it still has that rigidity to load up with 35 pounds if, if you, know, you have a massive water carry or a huge food carry um, and still get all the benefits of a, of a very comfortable, sturdy frame. Um, so I, I mean, I kind of flop back and forth between our satellite which has an aluminum frame and our CS40. And at first I didn't notice much, but the more and more miles I logged with that CS40, every time I'd go back to that aluminum frame, I was like, man, you can really tell just the difference in the frames and, and how they ride and how they perform. And so, so yeah, it's a phenomenal pack. It's, it's a, you know, pound and a half pack with a full frame. Um, you know, just a super comfortable torso. We spent, you know, over 10 different iterations just on the, the harness system alone, dialing it into perfection. So if you're looking for a really comfortable pack, that's, that's an ultralight pack. It has a lot of durability, great for long trails, check out the CS40. The, the reviews we've been receiving have been, you know, just, just nothing but positive. So I'm really excited to get this pack shipped out. We had a, an article run in gear junkie just recently that was just overly positive and, um, coming from a very, very long, uh, or multi-trail through hiker. And so anyways, just really excited to, to get that pack out. So a pound and a half pack with a frame. Wow. Mm -hmm. A 24 inch frame. So yeah. you think about it, a lot of the packs in this, in this category have an 18 inch frame and we didn't even talk about this, but an 18 inch frame cannot provide a load lift. And I think that's why a lot of people go frameless is they have these 18 inch frames. And unless you're a small torso, there's virtually no way that that's going to create load lift and, and lift off of your shoulders. You need a, a frame that is taller than your torso and so, yeah, we, we run 24 inch frames in our regular and tall packs, um, so that you can get the proper angle off your shoulders and, and, and relief off your shoulders. So, well, Tayson, good luck with that new pack. And, um, <laughs> yeah, you made my winter decision a little bit more difficult, by the way, when that came out, when I saw that, I was like, <laughs> wow, <laughs> I was looking at the shadow light and that came out and I'm like, wow, that, you know, you guys just keep up in your games. And, you know, I just quickly, before we finish. This is why I am so supportive of businesses like yours. You you guys, you're, you're backpackers, you're outdoor people, you know what we need. You're out there using this stuff. You come back from trips and it's like, I, you know, you guys must sit around and say, well, what if we did this? Can we do this a little better? That That's what makes you guys so special and people who do business the way you do. Yeah, absolutely. We really pride ourselves in getting out. Um, everyone on our team gets, gets paid time out of the office to backpack. Um, and we, we do it as a team and, and we have a phenomenal designer here as well, Brigham, who, uh, just eats, sleeps and breathes backpacks, especially. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's fun.
Yeah. I mean, it's not like, Hey, what's the stylish color this year? It's <laughs> you're not going to find that here yet. Right. At least <laughs> what's going to make somebody's backpacking experience more enjoyable. That that's what you're looking at. Yeah. 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 I could, I could talk about this all day uh, for sure. I mean, even down to the colors, we literally, we literally selected white on the color because it didn't melt our food. Uh, you know, so like everything is about performance, uh, for us and, and not so much about the trends, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun place to be. And it's fun to just constantly be looking for those, those minute details that make a difference. Well, Taysom, we're going to put a link to outdoor vitals in the description for this podcast and everybody, if you haven't been to the website, check it out. They, they have some really nice gear, some quality gear made by backpackers for backpackers. Like I said. Tayson, thanks again for coming on and sharing this really important information. Because I said, this is a question I get from listeners quite often. What's the best way to size my pack? So thanks again. And uh, good luck with, with the new pack. Yeah, really appreciate it, Martin. Let's everybody get outside, have some fun. Thanks for listening. If you haven't done so yet, go to our website, palmabearhikes.com. Listen to past episodes. Check us out on social media. Go to our YouTube channel, Martin Outside. All those links are there. In addition to that, you can buy our book or see what you're missing out on if you're not a Patreon member yet. Remember to get outside, have fun, and be safe. This episode of Pop Bear Hikes has been brought to you by Avalon Publicity. Avalon Publicity, increasing the digital footprint of content creators and skilled professionals via website development and social media services. For more information about Avalon Publicity, go to their website, avalonbusiness.org. That's avalonbusiness.org.